Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this thirsty Thursday, November 9th, 2023. We got a lot to get into. All of your entertainment news in one place. A Clayton Record breaking story I'm going to share momentarily. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Why can't you see? No hope was left of me. This is called Trippin' All Over You. Let it cook, baby. Let's go. It's almost Friday now. You guys crushed it. You made it through the week. I am the wreckage you need a glue. Smash my guitar and stay in tune. Tired of the lies, they're old like me. Tripping all over you, baby. Tripping all over me. All right, folks, who's tripping over who? Are you guys tripping over me? I got some beef to share with you. Taylor Lautner was named sexiest podcaster out there. You gotta be kidding me! I lost out to the wolf guy? <laughs> what is he? A, he plays a donkey on Twilight or something. Come on, folks. We didn't even know they were voting on that. Who's got best cowlick uh, podcasting over the age of 38 and a half? Who's got that? Let's get that in there. Yeah, these highlights are real. I'm not putting white mascara eyeliner under my eyes like the uh, rumors say. No, this is pure and unfiltered. Uh, and, and by the way, why does it matter if you're a good-looking podcaster? It's audio for, uh, uh, for uh, gosh sakes. Okay, anyway, we have a lot to get into. I'm going to start off with a breaking story here, folks. I've been made aware publicly in the, I guess, Maricopa County Superior Court in Arizona that Jane Doe's excuse me, that Clayton Eckerd's um, uh, paternity accuser, Jane Doe, again, she claims she has twins a-cooking in her belly belly. She has petitioned the court to change her name legally. That's right. She's been granted, as far as I can tell, you know, I'm no legal expert. You guys might know that. She sure does. But I have received information. And let me tell you this. You can't, like, Jane Doe can't fart near a courthouse in Arizona without a lawyer sniffing it and telling on her. Do you know what I mean? They are on her like white on rice, like flies on shit, okay? They are all over her, and she can't make a move without them knowing because this is public records, and I'm sharing publicly. Oh, Dave's harassing. I'm not even sharing your name, you wackadoodle. So what do we have here is she petitioned the court, and the request for the name change was because, and I quote, I am being stalked and harassed online by hundreds of people on Reddit. I have orders of protection against three men who have tried to locate me. And um, then, uh, then she actually, I believe the court confirmed her request for a name change. I will not be sharing the name change. I'm probably going to wait and see how this all shakes out. You know, like, how far is she willing to sue me before I start sharing things that are public? This is public information. But as you guys know, I have not shared her whereabouts or identity other than saying she's in uh, Arizona and or San Francisco. I don't know where she is, really. Um, but uh, we know she keeps sending me emails and she keeps putting tracking. Uh, she keeps putting trackers in my emails to see that I'm opening them. And of course, I'm literally opening them, then forwarding them to my lawyer, which I'm like, hey, look, I'll send this to my lawyer, but don't bill me for reading it. You know what I mean? You can watch my YouTube videos for free. Either way, it's been relatively, uh, you know, it's been a calm week, although I've had to, uh, really work on my own mental health in in and just fortify my you know belief that I'm doing the right thing because I am sort of getting
getting attacked by people that are calling me a grifter or saying, I'm making all this money doing this. I mean, imagine a reporter uh, who's covering a story in the Middle East and they're sharing that story and us going to that reporter, yes, but you're cashing a paycheck for doing your job. And it's like, yeah, they're a reporter. But I guess with content creating, we try to control by shame. And that shame being, oh, you're just profiting off of this story. Well, it's a story that I consider to be the biggest story in the history of Bachelor Nation. That's right. I have upgraded the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal from the biggest story of the year to the biggest story in Bachelor Nation of all time. And there are some big ones, but this one takes the cake as far as I'm concerned. Uh, This story has been shared uh, to uh, big, big magazines like Rolling Stones. Uh, TMZ has been compiling their own documentary. Documentaries uh, and in, in big-time interviews have been considered on uh, channels like Dateline. And again, this doesn't involve me. I don't, I'm not the one getting interviewed here. I am just covering the story. I am on the outside looking in. So for those wondering, and again, it's mainly Jane Doe, but for her saying, oh, Dave, you're just doing this for, plis- for, bl- for publicity, for exposure. My response to that is, look, I could make a video about Tasha's new uh, pencil skirt that she wore down the street on Fifth Avenue, and it'll do well, okay? My audience audience watches my channel because they enjoy the entertainment news coverage with a hint of humor when possible. But after, after covering yesterday, when people said, oh, I haven't even watched Dave's videos, but I'm sure he's making a mockery of this case. Well, your assumptions involve uh, you being wrong on that one, as far as I'm concerned. And I'll let my uh, videos speak for themselves. Although I do want to shout out, I guess I can't shout who it is because of confidentiality, but I received a book yesterday called Objections at Trial, the revised edition. This is a 20-year-old uh, book. It's a it's a little legal notebook here, and it's got all of the different objections you can shout out. So maybe when I go to trial on November 27th, I'll know all, and again, I'm probably not going to talk. My lawyer's probably going to want to take it, but you know, God forbid they let me give me that microphone. You know what I mean? We're going to go there, and we're just going to give our uh, honest uh, commentary as uh, you know with with the assumption that it will be made public and people will be able to listen to uh, sort of how we wrangled this court system all right well that's your update uh, the name has been changed we're not sharing it but that's public record and we've got some non-bachelor content to get to and then following that we've got Carly Waddell am I pronouncing that right or is it Waddell Carly Waddell uh, who had two kids and then divorced from her man they met on Bachelor in Paradise uh, Evan right Schneebly Evan, and um, now she's uh, uh, laying some smackdown on Lady Gaga. We'll have that story and some entertainment news uh, right after this. All right. It's a tough day for uh, news site Jezebel. They are gone. Jezebel shutting down parent company media laying off 23 staffers. Merrill Brown exits company as editorial director. After more than 16 years, Jezebel, the sharp-edged feminist news and opinion website, is shutting down. Originally launched in 2007 by Gawker Media, Jezebel, which carried the tagline, Sex, Celebrity, Politics with Teeth, is being shown. Don't, we don't need sex and teeth. We, we can do sex and tongue, but no sex and teeth. You know, We're going to take a bite out of the... No, it's like, we don't need that. Is being shuttered by current owner, G.O. Media, 
Media after an unsuccessful attempt to sell the site. As of this week, we are making the very, very difficult decision to suspend publication of Jezebel. Looks, and this is why, again, okay, good for good for writers who work for Jezebel or whatever, but this is why you need to spend as much time working on yourself as it is whatever company you work for. Because what, like, what are you worth when the company you work for goes under? Uh, we live in late-stage capitalist, uh, capitalism, baby. Companies are going away. I tell everybody this. They start to work for a company. If you, if you give eight hours a day to that company, you're renting out your time, what are you giving to yourself? Just work as equally as hard. Find the time. You know, like if you're a graphic designer and you work for an ad agency, make sure you're continuing to fluff up your book. It's the same thing. If you're a model, you need photos to show to your next employer what you're up to, and that's what you need in today's world. You cannot expect companies to stick around because it's topsy-turvy out there, folks. I'm just letting you know. It's topsy-turvy. And speaking of topsy-turvy, we've got some Taylor Swift news. There's a new thing called a Taylor Swift jar. A husband is charging his wife a quarter. That's right, 25 cents. Whenever she talks about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, he's got the... By, you, now we know why there's a coin shortage because every time that's mentioned, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a extra... I mean, maybe, maybe it's uh, quarters they can use when they go to Aldi's or something. I don't know. A husband's going viral for putting a Taylor Swift tip jar in his house and making his wife pay up every time she mentions the pop star. Maryland resident Dana Rice shared the clip of her husband's new invention, showing him clearly fed up with the Taylor Travis chatter going on. Now, look, I don't mean to make this sexist, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me dabbling in the feminine, but I love stories like this. So um, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll make a tip jar if you don't talk about Taylor or Travis, you know what I mean? It's got to be the other way around. I don't know why he wouldn't want to bond with his wife over a mutual... I mean, look, you got a pop star and an NFL star. You can now watch Taylor Swift documentaries while you watch football games. I mean, it's fantastic. And in other... Uh, Taylor Swift news because we like to cover uh, the greatest pop star of all time and that's what she has become as far as uh, monetary reasons and cultural clout I am now putting and it's just my opinion don't give me a one star review folks I'm now putting Taylor Swift ahead of the Beatles I'm putting her ahead of Michael Jackson and I think it is a pretty good argument she breaks the record for the most songs charted on the Hot 100 in a single calendar year by a solo artist with 53 now of course that's because she has re-released her songs after her um, uh, masters were sold to and by the way should they cancel the term masters I feel like that shouldn't be used I don't know uh, but either way her masters are, were owned and sold to Scooter Braun and she said not on my watch and she re-recorded and her fans continue to buy them she is now officially a billionaire. So good for her. And there's some other wild news going on regarding um, uh, Bachelor rumors. I'm not going to share any of them with you. We're, we're really waiting for more information to come out. But uh, Dumois, of course, has shared some scandalous rumors about the ongoings of Bachelor Nation uh, uh, stars. And again, until we find out just exactly... Um, what the truth is about that. We're just not going to share it, but just know it could be a big story. It won't be as big as the Clayton paternity scandal, but it could be big. All right. Speaking of big, last night was the CMAs and everything's bigger in the country world. And this is Peyton Manning and Luke Bryan opening the show with a joke about the New York Jets. We are back and you know what that means. Yep. Travis and Taylor weren't available. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Luke, you know the difference between Taylor Swift and the New York Jets? Uh, Taylor can sell out a stadium? You nailed it. I, uh, 
Burn. <laughs> we love a good New York Jets burn. All right, let's get to some Bachelor content. Here's Carly Waddell, Waddell on the Trading Secrets podcast. She shares a lot of juicy information, and uh, you can you can kind of tell. Maybe Carly's vying to be the next Bachelorette. I'm not too sure. She seems to be happy with her music career. Hey, better late than never, Carly. I'm one to say, look, she went to school with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga blew up, and she didn't exactly. She was playing cruise ships, which, hey, no hate on that. Do what you got to do, sister. But either way, I don't care if you have kids or not. Your dreams are still within reach. Show your kids what it means to pursue your passion. And that's what she's doing. Here she is on Jason Tartik's podcast, Trading Secrets. Let's play this clip. One of those 60 with Lady Gaga. We we're the two people that dropped out wait, at the no same way. time. So you were, <laughs> wait, you were, a, you were like in class with Lady yes. Gaga? Like, you yeah. know, Lady Gaga. Well, I, yes, but then she was Stephanie. Okay, what was Stephanie like in class? I what well, I was not a fan. No way. <laughs> this is why, because I she's mean she's so talented, but I have a okay. So like, let it out, Carly. This is okay, some tension here. We go <laughs> trading secrets. Here we go. Here's a secret. So Stephanie used to during lunch, she would play on the piano. There's a piano because you would eat just in like a dance studio. Yeah. And um, there was a piano, and she would sit at the piano every single day and just play and sing Wicked at the top of her lungs every day. Okay. And we were all just trying to eat lunch. <laughs> it was like break time. Yeah. Now, listen, I understand that they were trying to eat lunch, but it's Lady Gaga. Now, this is where we have the term squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Uh, Lady Gaga, she makes noise. She makes moves. She's Lady effing Gaga. And at the time, she was Stephanie, and um, she has since really kind of like uh, made a name for herself. Have you heard of her? Anyway, I just wanted to share. This is Lady Gaga singing shallow at the table read here. <laughs> So I'm just going to share this with you. This is the table read for A Star is Born. She's, of course, mainly a pop star, but dabbling in the acting world. And this is her belting out the song during the table read for Star is Born. The deep end watches I dive in. I never meet the ground. There's Bradley Cooper. Crash through the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallow now. We go wide. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, folks, right? There's a bunch of very rich people, Sam Elliott, uh, Bradley Cooper, all fawning over Lady Gaga. Okay, you know, you know, it's uh, the, the law that you have to be creative, you have to be talented, but then you have to put in a ton of time. Now, coming from the stand-up world in New York City, uh, there's plenty of, actually, places I've performed that Lady Gaga cut her teeth. I believe, like, the Bitter End and other locations there, right down in the village. Um, and she's, and, and not, not to say Carly didn't cut her teeth, but um, it's a fun little story story, even though, of course, uh, Lady Gaga won't be responding from her mansion in Malibu. It was break time, <laughs> and we were all, like, forced to listen to her, and yes, was she good? Of course. She yeah. was great, but yeah. I just wanted to eat my sandwich, you know? Interesting. And so I used to just eat in the hallway, because she was driving me crazy. She's kind of, if you, like, compare it to people back home that are, like, working in an office setting, or, like, maybe, we're, I don't know, they're a nurse or a teacher, it's, like, that person who's just, like, so extra, like, she's so always extra. putting in the extra hour, always, like, yeah. so, like that's how she Stephanie She would wear these was. really tight leotards, and she had really big boobs back then, and, and her boobs are just, like, coming out. 
Was she no. noticeably in your? <laughs> so was she like noticeably though, like way better than everybody? Like no, she wasn't like Wayne Gretzky to hockey, LeBron no. to basketball. She wasn't in that group. That person? No, I wouldn't say. I mean, she was, she was one of the good ones, but yeah. I, I wouldn't ever be like she was the so above. Interesting. And that's what's interesting. You know, uh, music, uh, your voice is a, it's a muscle, right? Your vocal cords can be trained and they can be improved upon. Uh, but at the same time, you, you, usually that comes from some place of talent. Yeah. So uh, she worked really, really, really hard, like a lot of people do. And a lot of people work really hard and don't quite, quote unquote, make it. Now, Carly's interesting because, and again, uh, she got roasted through the coals here for being a hater. People commenting uh, very funny things. Being a hater, even two decades later, is a different type of loser you literally got a free lady gaga concert in witness history you know but that just goes to show like uh, if you're in musical theater you're not going to be impressed by everyone else's voice because it's like your competition with me in stand-up comedy other comics aren't always impressed with your humor it's kind of like all right whatever like we're all in the same group you're not trying to impress your peers you're trying to impress your fans and that's what's important to remember with a lot of things in life to be like it doesn't matter what my like it doesn't matter what another comedian thinks about what i do it's about whether or not i can put asses in seats uh, you know, and, and, and sell stand-up tickets. You know what I mean? And, of course, Lady Gaga is doing just that. But no hate on Carly because she is re-emerging. I was, sco- I was scrolling through my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, periodical, The Tennessean, and I saw a TV bachelorette is opening for a Backstreet Boy in Nashville. So Carly's back on the... She's back on the horse here. After two kids and a divorce, she is now opening for Nick Carter, amongst others. And good for her. I mean, she's clearly very talented. She released a music video. Good for... I mean, we'd love to have her on Driving with Dave if anyone wants to put us in touch with her. But let's play a few clips of her on Jason Tartik's Trading Secrets podcast. I, it was actually my last cruise ship. Um, my brother... My brother's so ridiculous. He's yeah. like my best friend, but... We used to, at that time, it was Skype. Everybody Skyped each other to see each other. And one day he called me on the ship and he's like, I need to Skype with you. And he was um, he was like, hey, I heard about this audition for this show called The Bachelor. And I think I'm going to do it. And I was like, you should do it. <laughs> and he was like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know, just be yourself. Yeah. And so my brother is just such a ham. So he walks in with a crab costume on okay and he starts singing under the sea and he like does very well under the sea. well too. he's like a i mean yes but no he's okay. never done it professionally yeah. um but he's just such a ham and so anyway he got on the season and then uh started filming when i was on the ship okay and so i got home like four days or something before wait carly's brother was on the bachelorette i didn't know that for hometown dates okay and so i had not seen him in like almost a year like it had been like nine months Mm -hmm. and then he got kicked off and they met us okay (laughs) (laughs) we ruined it for him so that was your first exposure to the show yes yeah so you know they asked my mom to like talk to this girl and she's like i can't do it i'm too nervous because i guess this girl was like i think zach and i are just friends and Mm -hmm. like we don't know if we can break through the friend zone i was like i'll talk to her about it i don't care yeah like what you're making the wrong choice if you just want him as a friend. Producers were like, that's a girl. <laughs> then they were. We they were like, we like her. And so then they asked me to do the next season. They were actually choosing between like, you know, a couple of people. Sure. And it, my brother was like in the running. So okay. I went to like, you know, the final casting or whatever. And they're like, would you date your brother? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then they were like, would you be like a, like wear a fake nose or something yeah. and walk around and like be with the girls? And I was like, yeah, maybe. 
Um, but then it ended up being Juan Pablo. And okay. Am I the only one who's just figuring out that her brother was also on the show? Zach Waddell was a contestant on the ninth season of The Bachelorette. Uh, he is the older brother of Carly. He married Elizabeth Waddell in 2015. They have three children together. Hey, good for them. I don't know. I miss. I must have missed this one. This was during the era where I was, you know, out enjoying life, not being obsessed with a bunch of reality stars as we are now. All right, let's skip to the uh, seventeen twenty-five mark. I'm just going to cover a few notable moments, but of course, definitely give yourself some time and check out this full interview. It's really good. Of course, as I said, Jason Tartik. He's got sharp cameras. He's using professional audio. I really like the white Shure SM7Bs he's using here with really expensive mic arms. I mean, literally every. Everything about his setup is really, really good. Zachary reality. Zachary reality's on yes, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 he's yeah. like the new reality guy. Anything yes. comes out, he's on it. He yeah. sent the question in oh, God. about, he wanted to know the status of you and Brit, and you guys had some oh, my feuds. God. Like, is that a thing? Good Zachary reality yes, shout but, out there. Oh, God, that was so long ago. It's funny to even talk about. Um, is it like even a thing in 2020? So Jason's asking Carly if she had a feud with Brit. Britt and Caitlin Bristow were competing to see who was going to be the Bachelor at their season. Of course, they had that one-night standoff. Not not their doing. They were pitted against each other. Jason Tartik ends up getting engaged to Caitlin Bristow. They end up breaking up. Caitlin Bristow ends up doing Driving with Dave. It all works out. Three? No! Yeah, and I, all I know about Britt is that her and Caitlin were competing to be the Bachelor. No! I don't know anything else. You know, here's the thing. I just... There was so much behind the scenes that no one else sees. Of course. Spill it. That was... Yeah. Just it was just a pack of lies, you know. And then yeah. she would pre- present herself as so different. Whoa! And I just that's like my biggest pet peeve in life is mm. when people aren't authentic. Mm. Wow! So Carly's calling Brit uh, inauthentic. Just drives me crazy. That so there was part of me that I didn't, you know, explain things very nicely, and I made fun of her, and but it was coming from a place of being so frustrated yeah. that I was watching this person just be so not authentic it is there it is folks and of course then he says of course no one likes that and this is carly's side maybe brit's authentic maybe she's just different in front of people you know what i mean either way if we ever get jason on driving with dave i promise you we're going to spend the first five minutes talking about hair routines because jason's got a clearly a strong hair regimen i for one will not be complaining about my flow it's been actually fantastic lately i've got a good sheen going for the audio only listeners not afraid to mention it 38 years young holding strong but either way i digress let's go to the uh, 27 minute mark where she talks about going back onto paradise so she went to paradise the first time this is you know carly's kind of a legend here because she went on to paradise in the early days and then went back and then met a guy and then got married you know okay that's fair and then divorced. Yeah. all right so they end up convincing you to go on somehow somehow they did did you use this negotiating power you've already talked about to get no. paid more I didn't. So did you get you got paid the same that you did the year before? Yeah. 400 bucks a day. But again, I was kind of just like I did not think I would meet anyone. I just was truly like I'm just going to go cuz it's something to do right now. And you had the new guys come through, there's a new season, you didn't have your eye on anyone. No. Okay. And then you come off the show and you got engaged on the show. I did. No idea that was coming. No. None he actually whatsoever. did um well, that's not true. So 
You have to remember, at the time, Evan was considered like schneebly. Like he was, I mean, I don't know another word to say, but schneebly. He was kind of a a, a dorky or whatever, and he kind of became more hunky. People started to like him. He was like dad, you know, kind of dad energy. Uh, But um, it was definitely a surprise to me. I didn't think she really was into him at all. But of course, then they kind of like figured it out for the time being and were a relatively successful couple for a long time there. So Evan was like, really wanting to get married on TV. Okay. And I just... All right, so that's kind of a call out right there, right? So she's calling him a fame whore. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't thinking about that. Like, I... Di- I not that I didn't. The For Evan's first dance song, they wanted to sing Lady Gaga. So she's like, no, we can't. But that wasn't, like, something I was looking to do. Were you against it? Not against it. I just was like, I'm in the deep end. Watch. We were already having kind of like we came back from paradise, and there was a lot going on in our relationship. So I kind of was like, is this the right thing to do already? And it's just so public, and I don't know. Um, So. He, I think, was like, we should. She was like, I don't want to get married on the show. Next thing you know, they got two kids. Hey, that's, uh, but hey, you know, they, they, they held on. I think he asked them. So they didn't. I want to get married on the show. How oh, can we do that? So he asked them that he tells them he wants to get married on the show. Very interesting. Again, if he has a different uh, uh, sort of uh, memory of this all, I'm sure he'll let it be known. It doesn't really make him look bad. But, you know, look, in my opinion, it's like you met on the TV show. Get married on the dang TV show. If you're going to get paid to get married, you might as well do it on a TV show. I would have gladly gotten married on a TV show if they wanted to pay for the wedding. Go to your wedding? We got paid to go to our wedding and our wedding was paid for. That's pretty good. I didn't get to keep my dress, which was kind of sad. Did you negotiate it? No. Like you, did you negotiate your payment? No. Interesting. Mm-mm. Okay. Can I take a guess at how much they paid you? Sure. Twenty five. Tell 000. me either you can tell me amount or you can tell me I'm hot, warm, or cold. Okay. I'm gonna say twenty five thousand. Got a talent fee of. Just throw a number uh, out there. Come on. Ten thousand each. More. I was going to say 15 each. Less. More. We got 25 each. Hey, not a bad way to start a wedding or marriage, I should say. Carly and Evan both received $25,000 for their wedding to be televised on Bachelor in Paradise. And finally, Gary Turner is at the CMA Awards. Let's hear what he had to say on the red carpet about Golden Bachelor. When you get to be our age, we don't want to be invisible. We want people to realize that we have a lot to offer. And there's hope and there's humor and there's heart in that show. And I hope everybody sees it. Absolutely love his message. Couldn't have had 10 better seconds of truth right there. We are learning on Golden Bachelor what it means to root people on as they share that love, regardless of age. That is one thing we all have in common is the pursuit of community, of family, of friendship, of love. And Gary has shown just that. Boy, what I would give if ABC and Good Morning America and all of these sort of uh, ABC shows would use Gary as a red carpet host just to get away from the glitz and glam and show a senior man with some humor, some light, some charisma. Uh, and uh, and I think people would warm right up to him. I think he would get such great interviews. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Yeah.